Professional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 27. Well, friends, uh, we are in some interesting days here in the United States and around the world. Uh, if you uh, are a churchgoer, you notice that almost every church that I'm aware of went online. In fact, the church that I attend and I'm a pastor at, we went online this week. It's kind of our first time with that and doing that. Um, I'm a campus pastor at one of uh, one, uh, one of our locations and uh, got to kind of see what that looks like. Went over to, they did, we did some watch parties, got to see that happen. It was pretty cool in the midst of people trying to figure out, you know, man, I, I can't go to actual physical church location. You know, what do we do? So I was actually... I was really impressed to see our kind of our Fontana, uh, our Fontana church, our Fontana campus really connect in, in a living room space, encourage each other, champion each other. Um, but boy, these are interesting times, aren't they? People trying to figure out what does it mean to be a light? What does it mean to, to stand out, to care, to bring hope when a lot of people it's it's scary and it's spinning out. And for some of you, that may be the case. You're like, wow, what do I do during this period of time? Just a reminder, uh, for 2000 years, this is, I always, one of the great things about church history is it gives us great perspective. For 2000 years, uh, we have been postured and positioned for these types of moments. Moments where everything's freaking out and we go, listen, we serve a God who's in control. How can we care? And I think this is a great opportunity for you just to say to your neighbors, coworkers, if you've got students in your home, just how can we care? How can we be a light in our communities uh, as people are trying to figure out what it is to do in the midst of a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion uh, with, uh, with the coronavirus? But um, here we are. We're learning together. Thank you for those of you who continue to listen to this podcast and grow. Uh, so encouraging to see so many of you just step in. Uh, in fact, I, I was able to kind of go and look. Sometimes I get to they get I get little stats reports from the the um, from the podcast, and we've had ten thousand downloads. And so I just want to say thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for growing and learning and growing together. I am I'm growing. I'm learning, and uh, just love that we get to do this uh, together. Passage for today is 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. It says this, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. For this reason, I remind you, verse 6, for this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. This is Paul talking to Timothy. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love 
in self-control. This uh, summer I was in Kenya and I got to take, uh, I got to go with one of my really, really dear close friends and her name's Marianne. Uh, Marianne, Marianne and I uh, met, uh, her family and I met uh, because every once in a while I would get the opportunity to speak at a local Arabic church here in our community. A lot of these people came from Egypt during the insurrection um, that happened in, in, in Egypt and and a lot of the things that happened in that community and that in that country, and and so uh, Marianne and her family were one of those families that came over here, and they've become some of our closest friends. and And so she got to go to Kenya with me uh, this summer, and uh, got to serve along one of our partners, uh, the Living Room, it's called the Living Room, amazing organization. I've talked about it in some other podcasts, but. Uh, we were going into this village, and a part of what uh, Living Room does is it's a hospice, and so it's caring for people. But one of the extensions of what they do is they actually go do village care. They'll go in and kind of check up on uh, some of their patients who have been at the hospice, who have now moved back into the villages. And so uh, Marianne and I and a few other people were in this village uh, checking in on a patient. And um, so we walk in this hut. And the patient was actually asleep in one of the back huts. And so we, we walk in this hut and we sit down in this bench. And there's probably five other Kenyans in this small little dung, uh, dung hut. And um, we knew pretty immediately that each one of them were intoxicated. They were drunk. And so they started talking and we had a Kenyan there with us who was doing just listening to them. And he was really allowing them to kind of process through. And then it turned a corner and started to get they started to get angry, started yelling, started. One of the ladies was really, really upset. And it started. And so I'm sitting there as kind of one of one of the leaders going, this isn't good. But I trust our Kenyan leaders that are with us. Uh, I'm not sure. And they're pointing their fingers at us. And so I'm like, okay, are they angry that we're here? So I'm trying to listen and and trying to, I don't know Swahili very well. And so I'm trying to like discern like what is, you know, what is going on? And so they're, they're saying Wanzungu, you know, which is uh, white people basically. Uh, And so I'm like, oh man, what's going on? What's happening here? And trying to discern, but they're starting to get escalating and starting to get really, really upset. And uh, I look over to Marianne. Marianne was sitting on my right, right next to me. And she's making eye contact. I mean, looking dead center into the one of these ladies who was the angriest, seemed to be one of the angriest of, of the people. She was incredibly t- intoxicated. And Marianne is like staring her down. And in my mind, I'm like, what is she doing? Why is she doing this? Like, she's just going to make it worse. And she would not stop staring at this lady. And it was starting to make me uncomfortable because I'm like, what are you doing? This situation is already a bit out of control. So I think we sat there for maybe 35 minutes. Eventually it got to a point I prayed and then we left and got back into the, into the, the, um, the SUV, get back in the SUV. And I'm like, what were you doing? You were like death staring that lady looking right at her eyes. And the lady was looking right back at her and Marianne says, I am not afraid of this woman. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, I could sense something's not right. And God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power. 
and the spirit of the living God lives in me. And I was not going to let what the evil that she felt was going on. And I, I felt it too, that was happening in that room. Marianne, she was facing, staring that down. And this one woman was really the one who's kind of instigating it and moving it forward. And Marianne wasn't going to have it because she's like the spirit of the living God lives into me. And I learned something that day because I got to be honest, I was probably thinking like, how do we get out of here as fast as we can? And watching her was so encouraging and challenging to me. She was like, no, no, no. Do you trust the power that God has placed in you through his spirit? It's not your own strength. It's the strength that the spirit of God gives to us, that we do not have a spirit of fear. He's not given us that. No Christian gets to stand around and, and be fearful and go, God gave that to me. No, 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 no. Paul's like, absolutely not. But what he did give us was not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Have you ever seen somebody like Marianne, somebody who was confident in a moment that felt a little chaotic? You know, there's, there's something really comforting, comforting in that, right? There's, always, there's a sense of like, it's going to be okay. And even in this moment, as I'm watching Marianne, I'm comforted in some way by her strength, by her power, by her determination in that. Like, imagine for me, like, okay, you're whitewater rafting. Um, and if you've never been whitewater rafting, you know that there's times of peace and absolute times of chaos. So you're whitewater rafting and you're about to go into the rapids, right? And everyone in the, in the boat or whatever it is, is starting to, in the raft, is starting to freak out a little bit, right? Because they're like, we don't know that we heard that there's, you know, the, that people can get trapped under the rocks and you can start feeling it pick up and it's picking up and the water's pushing you and you're starting to get slammed. You see a guy like fly up out and right, he's holding on so he doesn't go overboard. Everyone's kind of grabbing on uh, to each other. And then all of a sudden, at the front of the raft, you see the guide. And as you're watching the guide, you're looking at him, and he's so calm. And he's prepared. He's just calling out orders. He's just, do this. Now go here. Now go here. He doesn't seem overwhelmed by the chaos. He doesn't seem uh, ill-prepared. He's just confident. He's prepared. He's ready. And there's a comfort in that. Like it's chaos all around, but there's a single person in a raft who goes, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. That everything inside of him, his language, both verbal and nonverbal, literally communicates everything is going to be okay. This is what Pastor Paul is helping Pastor Timothy understand. Look, everything around you may seem out of control, but God is in control in the spirit of the living God who lives inside of you is calling you to lead with power, love, and self-control. And for you, right now in this moment, as many things in our world feel a bit chaotic, maybe your life feels chaotic right now, maybe your finances right now feel a bit chaotic, maybe your home, like some of you just overnight became a homeschooling family because a lot of schools just got shut down. Our home was one of that home, one of those homes. My wife and I are sitting going, what are we going to do about this? Right? This isn't necessarily our giving our, our, our gifting, 
right? Like a lot is going on right now. And maybe a lot was going on before any of this happened. And there's this thing inside of us that starts feeling like everything's spinning out of control. In Timothy's time, a lot of persecution is going on. Like if, as a person of the way, a Christian, somebody who made their, made a, uh, proclaimed to be a Christian and was baptized, there's a lot of persecution. There's a lot of calamity that's coming up against Christians. And Paul is looking at Pastor Timothy and saying, everything's going to be fine. And don't lean into the fear that our culture wants us to embrace and live into. No, no, no. You've been given a spirit of power, of love, and self-control. Remember in Mark 4, the story, I love this story, where they, they're on a, in, on a lake and all of a sudden a storm arises. And where is Jesus? Jesus is below deck. And everyone's freaking out. All the, there's not just one boat. There's multiple boats. They're all freaking out. We're going to die. We're going to, what are we going to do? Our lives. And they're just losing their mind. And where's Jesus? Jesus is sleeping below deck, right? And I think for so many of us, maybe that's a feeling that you have with God. Maybe it's why you, that spirit of fear has arose inside of you. Cause you're like, where's God? You know, and here Jesus is below deck and he's sleeping. And so in haste, they come down and they're like, what are you doing? How could you take a nap? He walks calmly. He meets them right where they're at. This is what I love. He walks calmly up to the stern of the ship. He quiets the storm and everyone is just in awe. And he, he, he doesn't rebuke them. He simply submits to them this idea that we just lack faith. Like the reason why he's sleeping below deck is because he knows God's in control, no matter what. And the disciples are unaware of that. The people are unaware of that, but Jesus is aware of it. And he meets them in the storm. He meets this, them in the moment confidently and reminds them, God is in control. And he's doing the same to you and to I and to me right now. Like everything's fine He's in control. It may be hard. It may be difficult. But if we believe in a sovereign God with a sovereign plan, that we, the people of God, those of us who have committed our lives to Jesus as our Lord and Savior, are not given that spirit of fear, but of power, right? Like in Hebrews 13, 8, it says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, right? Like we can depend on a consistent God who doesn't abandon us and, and he knows what's happened in the past. He knows the right now and he knows what's coming next. His, he, he, he is providential and he stands in the midst with us, understanding the whole. He knows what is going on in your life and he knows them and he's going, don't have fear. Just trust me. And then he says that he's given us this power, like the spirit of power, Right? Romans 8, 11, he, he talks about how the same spirit that, that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. This is what Marianne is trying to help me understand in that village. The same spirit, the same God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, which means I can make a massive impact in this world that I am not a person of fear. I'm a person of power because the spirit of God lives in me of love. This is what all of 1 Corinthians is all about. 
He's saying that, look, without love, we have nothing. And so he's like, no, I've been, I've given you this love to share with the world and, and then self-control. What I love in this word, William Barclay, he's a commentator. He, he translated, translates it like this. And I think this is so helpful. It is divinely given self-control, which makes, um, which makes a man a great ruler of others because he is first of all servant of Christ the ma- and the master of himself. That's why Psalms 46.10 would say this, be still and know that I am God. These are people who actually believe that actually believe that. And what we need to understand is that evangelism can come and will come through calmness, through power, through love, through self-control, which is what you've been commissioned to do in your life and during this period of time. When the people of God are led by the Spirit of God, people will come to know Christ. So where are you afraid where you should be fearless, powerful, loving, and self-controlled? Heavenly Father, we find our power in you. Direct our hearts and lives for your glory and honor to help others come to know you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next.